Okay, here we go now. Well, welcome to Old Dog New Tech, the podcast that explores edtech ideas, innovations, and integration methods from the experienced old dog side of things. My name is Jeff West, and I've been a K-12 music educator for 27 years, and I am passionate about edtech. I love using it. So let's get started at taking a look at how this can be used in your classroom. Well, here we are, episode 61. It's been a long time since I've done a podcast. I have been kind of busy with fall season. Marching band takes up a lot of the time. And I also have started teaching uh, grades 3 through 5 STEAM class. And that's my first year, so it's like I'm a new teacher all over again. But I have learned some things in these months that I, since my last, pod, my last podcast. Um, and so I wanted to start uh, doing a few episodes on them. Not going to try to do them all in one because I think I'm going to take my time with them because um, I've discovered some things through successes and through failures. So let me get to it. This podcast is about engagement. It seems to be a a word right now that's used a lot. <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's a buzzword, but you've always wanted to engage our students. But um, with the new technology coming out and the ed tech that's available, or even just any technology that you can use in your class to get your students tied into the lesson and get that deeper learning happening, you know, that that's where it's at. That's what we want. So we know that engaging students is a challenge for most of us, and we struggle with it because no matter what you do, you, know, you have to keep in mind that this is a two-way street engagement. You could write the best lesson ever, but you're always going to, seems like you're always going to have like one or two of those kids that it wouldn't matter what you did. You could juggle and have candy and and it, and they still wouldn't you know be as involved as perhaps we want maybe that's in our perception maybe they're engaged and we just aren't you know we don't have a, a radar for that but we still try to persevere and patiently keep keep at it and just get them get them going and a lot of times once they get into what you're doing then it's then things start flowing so as I said, this episode and the next, at least the next one, are going to be about some things you can do with some tools that you are probably are familiar with to create some engaging activities or maybe an engaging way to deliver content. I don't know, you know, I'm going to leave it to your creativity and what you need. I'm just going to give you some suggestions, some things that I've been doing that I've found are pretty successful. Um, particularly with elementary, but my uh, high school students have um, slowly been getting better at, at doing, doing some of these activities. Uh, so the first one I want to go into is going to, most of all of these are going to have to do with Google Slides, engaging with slides. And you might want to, you know, seek some help from a colleague or do uh, an activity together 
know, if you're teaching similar subjects and you're in the same spot, or even if you're not and you're, and you're going to do similar activities, um, you know, so working together, you know, you can have misery, love, and company there. You can also enjoy the successes and, you know, talk about how you can add a wrinkle to what I'm going to uh, tell you about here. Uh, the other thing I think you can do is don't forget about YouTube. Um, there's a lot of videos out there by different ed tech coaches or even just a teacher or someone who's doing a presentation at a conference and they put something on YouTube and it's still there and it might be a, a nice step-by-step uh, -step, uh, description of, of this activity, uh, one of the activities here that I'm going to talk to you about. And um, you can always go back and review it. So don't forget about YouTube. It's really important. And also you can use those videos for your students. But, you know, obviously you want to watch it, make sure that it would meet their needs uh, and, and get the information to them that you want them to have. You might even make your own video if you're comfortable with that. should probably do a podcast on that. All right, but how about back to this one? This podcast, I'm talking about Google Slides. And in Google Slides, um, <clears throat> obviously, you can do a presentation. Um, that's, that's kind of its original you know, purpose, kind of matching uh, uh, with PowerPoint. Although many would, would say it's not as powerful as, po as PowerPoint is. It's not quite as powerful. And I would agree with that, but I think that's also a good thing. Um, PowerPoint recently has gotten better. There, you know, Microsoft has gotten better about the sharing, but Google Slides is, that's really the, that's the big hook is the ability to share and let your students collaborate. on And, and so maybe they can, you can figure out a way to collaborate on some of these um, activities probably the most successful collaboration uh, activity is this first one I'm talking to you about which is to create uh, a poster yeah a poster so you're just going to use one slide and you could change you could go under file down to page setup and you could change um, the layout so that the the slide is not in a landscape but in um, in the portrait mode and uh, which then also would uh, lend itself to if you want to create uh, a book, an interactive book, or a choose your own adventure, which I'm going to come back to uh, in a later episode. But um, I have been having my students create some posters, just give them one page so that they have to um, you know, learn how to present some text, say five words or less, but also then you can use images and we human beings love the images and it helps us learn or helps us convey um, our point and with the capability to insert an image under the insert menu drop down it says image and you can uh, either create one and take a picture with uh, your Chromebook or with a phone or somehow and, the, and save it to the drive and then you can insert it into the the slide or you can search uh, Google and it gives you a lot of images that are copyright uh, free you can use them um, I even like to use the image even at the very start to insert an image and just search the color 
search a color that you want. Maybe you want two colors. I've done a blue-silver search, and then you get a mixture of all types of images with mixtures of those colors. Um, or if you want a specific, you know, uh, shape or uh, object, search that, and you get all all sorts of options that you can create as the background. Now, the important difference here is the background, and that just stays. Where if you insert the image in a text box, um, then you can resize it and you can add text over it or underneath it or however you want to do that. So the thing that makes the poster interactive then obviously is you'd have to leave it online somehow for people to, to get access to. And then you'd have to um, embed the slideshow. And if it only has one slide, it wouldn't matter. So if you want to put a link there that takes them someplace, you could do that. But you could also create other slides. And I know I said just one slide, but the reason it would be just one is because you're going to skip the slides. You would right-click or two-finger tap on your touchpad um, on whatever slide you don't want to have be part of the presentation. And you can link it to the actual uh, poster slide, we'll call it, and, and always have a back button. So if you're doing something on trees and it's just part of the trees and you have a leaf and so when they click on the leaf it takes them to the slide that gives a definition maybe more information and then you have to create a little text box that says back or main page or something like that that's linked then back to slide one and so you're able to go back and forth presenting the information now i know as a a teacher delivering the content in this method can be a little timely and it's a little probably quicker and um, most of us are trained you know to do it uh, orally and write some words down or create a slide in front of them but once you do that if you give this activity to your students to do now that you've given them the content now you deliver give them the content and however you see fit video whatever they take notes maybe you're having them take notes or maybe you give them all the notes and all the information and say okay i want an interactive poster that we can put on our class website if you have a something like that or that you could share so people would have a link to this interactive slide or poster Obviously, you want the title, and you'd have, you know, your colors. You, I'm sure, if you as you if you listen to this, your mind might start, you know, wondering and getting into some ideas of what you could do. And and also, I think the the openness, uh, vagueness of my description also then allows you to meet those learning gaps. You may have to spend uh, some time showing them how to use the different tools on slides. That's, it's not an easy thing to do, but I find uh, the young minds, once they get it, they take off with it. And uh, I've learned some things from my students and uh, how to do uh, that, that I didn't think about. Now, most of this was with the older ones. I guess when I'm talking about showing 
to your students how to do it. I'm, I'm noticing that my three, third, fourth, and fifth graders really need this, okay, step by step. But now we're going to put this text box here. You might want to take a look at creating a template that has the text boxes and the slide, but just nothing's there. And then it's up to them to insert the content. Again, take a little bit of time, but once you have it, it's in your drive and you can reuse it and you can edit it as you need to. It's not a, that wouldn't be so tough. I think it's, there's the initial um, learning time that you have to spend preparing it. But then once you have it, I think it will be easily adapted to any lesson, any activity or time that you uh, want to assign an, an activity like this to help demonstrate understanding. Um, I've had uh, been happy with the success I've had in getting kids to build empathy in communicating to the community what they're learning. In the STEAM class, in the STEAM class, sorry, I had a little frog in my throat there. Um, a lot of the um, uh, modules that we're doing have a have a um, information that's needed to communicate to everyone. It's not just uh, useful only to the student. So, uh, not making math or reading any less important, but how to read or how to do the math, and creating a poster about that and sending it out to the community. You know, gets the students thinking about, you know, you can use commercials as an example or any other posters maybe they've seen, show them some examples of it. And um, the kids have really grabbed onto wanting to create that and have their final product um, printed out. Or, you know, if you have uh, a little bit of budget money, and I do mean a little bit, like 20 or $30, you can get a a banner made or maybe a, a get some nicer uh, type of paper poster type of paper and um, I'm seeing better copiers better printers coming into schools somebody someplace has the means of producing your product once the kids make it when you get your finished product with the slide now, in this case, it wouldn't be as interactive, but this is still just as engaging in that the kids know that it's going to be shown. So they get that you have to get the professional product created. There can't be mistakes. Um, you got to get it just so. And teaching that meticulous skill of being accurate is so important uh, for young people to grab onto because I think once they kind of get the idea with a poster, that the rest of their schoolwork can also uh, take on that that attitude. Um, I think young ones don't always understand it until they see it, and then they do it, and then it's it's there. They're they're pretty hooked on it. It's not a perfect thing. It's nothing is. You know, it's not going to be a hundred percent of the time, but it will be easier to to get them to a higher level and preciseness, I think, if they have realized it doing an activity like this. 
The other uh, wrinkle of this is that you can have them do it individually, of course, but I have enjoyed putting them in groups of two or three, and they share one poster, and each of them take certain things, and they're creating it, and then they work together and agree on where the positioning of the data is or the pictures or so forth. And um, again, another what's referred to as a soft skill, that communication, critical thinking, uh, they're collaborating, they're, they're um, discussing and agreeing and compromising. So creating a, a, an interactive poster, which would stay online on a website or you know posted somehow that uh, it could still be utilized with uh, the internet or um, creating a poster and then you would need to go under file once you get done with the Google slide to download and PNG is usually the thing you want to that's the file you want to send to whoever's going to print it and have it come out. I've made some posters for my classroom and then I'll down in the CTE department they have some larger printers that that can handle printing a large poster size and uh, been very successful. I've been very pleased with it and I put it in my room and I say I made that with Google Draw or with Google Slides. They're both kind of the same now. They're so similar and um, the students the students that I'm teaching don't think uh, they think it's like a perfect like I bought it someplace like somebody who has who's a professional printer did all of this and I say no I just did it on my computer and sent it to my teacher colleague friend and they printed it out for me so you could do the same thing so poster either interactive keep it online or create a PNG and keep it simple you know you like I said we're visual we human beings so three or four pictures with two or three or four words on the picture or maybe just as captions describing the whole thing because the mind will put the will put the puzzle pieces together um, if you lay out the poster the right way all right well that brings me to the end of this um, I'll be back in just a second with uh, a tech treat along the lines uh, with some more interaction, some engagement. Episode 61, Tech Treat Time. So I'm talking about engaging students and creating interactive activities either that they create on their own or that you create for them to do. And there are some things online that are available that you just basically click on their templates and insert the content that you want to uh, use. And the one that I want to point out is wiser.me, interactive worksheets. Um, you'll want to try this out. I've had pretty good success with it sometimes. Uh, depending on how your Wi-Fi and your bandwidth and so forth is, um, it can be problematic. Um, but it has gotten better here uh, in, in more recent days. When I first started using it, um, you know, my students sometimes wouldn't have their Chromebook 
and so they would try to access it on their phone and it's or their tablet even and it doesn't always work as well particularly i'm using schoology a learning management system and so you can take an embed that or put a link to go to the wiser.me site i believe it also lets you set up classes so you can actually just keep track of them right there uh, through the site it's free but if memory serves there is a limitation on the number of projects that you can create um, but i'm sure there's a a pay version if you really want to use it that you can use it's been a while since i've been there but i did use it uh, quite a bit and when i was teaching guitar to just do some worksheets on identifying parts of the guitar or notes on the staff wiser.me take a look at it uh, it may be something that you want to do if you don't want to create uh, from scratch this has been Old Dog New Tech with Jeff West. You can reach me at olddognewtech10 at gmail.com. That's olddognewtech10 at gmail.com. Send me an email or leave me a review on iTunes. And remember, when integrating tech into your classroom, don't try to be perfect. Just be patient.